It's August 31st, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. Grant Haver is on special assignment today. Our top stories today, Mikhail S. Gorbachev, whose rise to power in the Soviet Union set in motion a series of revolutionary changes that transformed the map of Europe and ended the Cold War that had threatened the world with nuclear annihilation, has died in Moscow. He was 91 years old. His death was announced on Tuesday by Russia's state news agencies, citing the city's central clinical hospital. The report said he died after an unspecified long and grave illness. Adopting principles of glasnost and perestroika, he weighed the legacy of seven decades of communist rule and set a new course, presiding over the end of the Cold War and the dissolution of the USSR. You can read the full story of his life and accomplishments at the New York Times. UN nuclear inspectors set off for Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant on Wednesday after weeks of shelling nearby sparked fears of a Fukushima-style radiation disaster, with tensions rising between Kiev and Moscow over the visit. A Reuters reporter traveling in a convoy with the team from the International Atomic Energy Agency from Kiev, the Ukrainian capital, said it was likely the inspectors would overnight in the nearby city of Zaporizhia before visiting the plant, which is on territory controlled by Russia today. We are now finally moving after six months of strenuous efforts, IAEA Chief Rafael Grossi told reporters before the convoy set off, adding that the mission planned to spend a few days at the site. Moscow has denied Ukrainian assertions of reckless behavior, questioning why it would shell a facility where its own troops are garrisoned as what it describes as a security detail. Moscow has in turn accused the Ukrainians of shelling the plant to try to generate international outrage that Kiev hopes will result in a demilitarized zone. Russia has said it has no intention of withdrawing its forces for now. Ukraine may be outgunned, but in the latest sign, it is not yet outfoxed. A fleet of decoys resembling advanced U.S. rocket systems has tricked Russian forces into wasting expensive long-range cruise missiles on dummy targets, according to interviews with senior U.S. and Ukrainian officials and photographs of the replicas reviewed by the Washington Post. The Ukrainian decoys are made out of wood, but can be indistinguishable from an artillery battery through the lens of Russian drones, which transmit their locations to naval cruise missile carriers in the Black Sea. The use of rocket system decoys, which has not been reported previously, is one of the many asymmetrical tactics Ukraine's armed forces have adopted to fight back against a bigger and better equipped invading army. In recent weeks, Kiev's operatives have blown up rail and electricity lines in occupied Russian territory, detonated explosives inside Russian arms depots, and assassinated suspected collaborators. Elsewhere, the Justice Department sought a search warrant for former President Donald J. Trump's residence in Florida after obtaining evidence that highly classified documents were likely concealed and that Mr. Trump's representatives have falsely claimed all sensitive material had been returned, according to a court filing by the department on Tuesday. Among the new disclosures in the 36-page filing were that the search yielded three classified documents in desks inside Mr. Trump's office, 
with more than 100 documents in 13 boxes or containers with classification markings in the residence, including some at the most restrictive levels. That was twice the number of classified documents the former president's lawyers turned over voluntarily while swearing an oath that they had returned all the material demanded by the government. Online threats, racist or misogynistic insults, public harassment, and outright physical intimidation are just some of the behaviors that officials warn are changing the face of Canadian politics. The issue was highlighted last weekend when a man filmed launching an expletive-laden verbal assault at Deputy Prime Minister Christian Freeland. The incident, which was posted to social media, shows a man shouting at her as she approached a lift in Grand Prairie City Hall during a visit to Alberta. It comes after other public incidents, including Prime Minister Justin Trudeau being pelted by gravel by anti-vaccine mandate protesters during the last federal election, and NDP leader Jagmeet Singh being verbally harassed outside an event earlier this year. Ms. Freeland has said the weekend incident will not stop her from returning to Alberta, which is filled with kind and welcoming people, adding one unpleasant incident doesn't change that. Taiwan said on Wednesday it would exercise its right to self-defense and counterattack if Chinese armed forces entered its territory as Beijing increased military activities near the Democratic Island. Beijing, which claims Taiwan as its own against the strong objections of the government in Taipei, has held military exercises around the island this month in reaction to a visit to Taipei by U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Washington has repeatedly made clear to Beijing it does not seek a crisis over Pelosi's visit to Taiwan earlier this week during a congressional tour of Asia. Blinken emphasized that the United States would not take actions to provoke a crisis, but it would continue to support regional allies and conduct standard air and maritime transit through the Taiwan Strait. We will fly, sail, and operate wherever international law allows, he said. In lighter news, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers discovered more than 1,500 pounds of cocaine hidden in a place where you would least expect it a shipment of baby wipes. The narcotic seizure occurred last Friday at the Laredo-Columbia Solidarity International Bridge, according to the agency in a news release. The bridge, located on the U.S.-Mexico border, connects Laredo, Texas over the Rio Grande with the Mexico state of Nuevo León. Officials say a CBP officer at the Laredo-Columbia Solidarity Bridge stopped a tractor-trailer bringing in a shipment of baby wipes for a secondary inspection. Following the inspection, drug-sniffing dogs made the discovery of what CBP described as 1,935 packages of cocaine, totaling 1,532 pounds. The agency says the estimated street value of the seized cocaine totaled more than $11.8 million. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This past weekend, Grant and I spoke with Dr. Cameron Bakari, 
Director of Analytical Development at New Lines Institute, about the potential contours of the new Iran nuclear deal. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.